The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Big 10 edition. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Bear out in Vegas. I am out on a beach. Uh, Bear, if you hear kids screaming and yelling, water dripping from the hot tub that's above me in the basement here, those are the noises you'll hear of the 17 people in the house here in the Outer Banks. We'll touch on um, our whereabouts at the end of this. But uh, we got uh, John Murray going to join us in a little bit to talk Big Ten as far as action standpoint and and what money teams are taking money and what he thinks of the Big Ten. Uh, huge college football guy, hates field goals, so we'll have some fun with that. Um, Bears, let's do this to start, and I have them in order from lowest win totals all the way up. So this way we, we get to them, and then we'll get to the good stuff uh, with John. We're going to see this team right off the bat in Dublin. It's Northwestern. It's coming off a three and nine year and 21. They're over or under uh, win total. It's three and a half. Pat Fitzgerald, we know what we've done. They're one of our favorite teams to play on later in the year, but last year it just didn't happen. Um, injuries, uh, I just go back to the quarterback play. They have had, you know, when, when they got the uh, Ramsey kid in the COVID year, they, they were good. I mean, they made it to Indianapolis, but that seems to be the fall off since Thorson has left. Uh, they got possibly the best left tackle in college football and Peter Skaronsky. Uh They got guys coming back on defense. They're, I said they're playing Nebraska. I think that lines up to 12 and a half. I think the only side you pl- can play in that, and I'm I'm fearful of seeing Nebraska in that opener last year against Illinois, yeah. and I know yeah. you are too. Turnover. I think the yes, only exactly. side would be Northwestern. Um, go ahead. Your thoughts on, on the Wildcats. I, I, I it, It's hard because I, I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. It's early here in Vegas. And All good. You know, nice. Yeah, we're we're good. So we're clearing the clearing the throat. I haven't spoken to him today. Uh, it's hard for me to expect a, a massive turnaround because it, things got so bad last year. Mm-hmm. Like they won all those close games in in twenty twenty, and then last year, yeah, maybe you regressed and you lose some close games, but they were just blown out. I mean, they were not in games. Um, it looks like Helensky will be the quarterback. Yeah, now, so you would expect them to be. A little bit better on offense, uh, but defensively they were horrific at the end of last year. How much better defensively can you get? Um, you've got all those toss-up type games in conference on the road, like Maryland's on the road, Minnesota's on the road, Purdue's on the road. Uh, you, you get you get two games that you aren't going to win at home in Ohio State and Wisconsin. Correct. So it's like I don't know. I, I I'd be. Uh, you can get three and a half, and there's a four out there as well. If you can pay the little extra juice on four and go under, I would suggest doing that because I don't see five wins here. Uh, I was looking at over three and a half possibly because you're going to know quick when you get Duke, Southern Illinois, and Miami of Ohio. You got to figure you get those three, and then you need one. Uh, I look at it like a, um, uh, you know, the road games you said are tough. I, I we'll talk about Illinois. I really like Illinois this year. I do too. Uh, but I, some reason, like if you get the if they win the if they pull one out in, in Ireland, you you got you got to feel great. You could be uh, you could have a winner in in September. But if there's any play uh, for me, I probably will take the points week one, and I would lean over three and a half. But if it's only four, I would definitely go under four. I see that. Uh, you know, next you know, up. You know. You know how they do on on Beeson with the uh, the t-shirts and Chris Andrews likes to joke about the uh, uh, Gil. I like your number better. I think you need a Stanford Steve and the Bear t-shirt with uh with, with Stanford Steve. Like, you, you're gonna know early. I think we should get one of those t-shirts. How about that? Hey, we don't Stanford like the Steve white the Bear pie t-shirt hey, store. I don't like surprise parties, and I don't like having to wait on season win totals. I like to know early. Let's get let's get it known. I want to know when that money's coming back or if it's already a donation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rockers, four is the number. This team is pretty interesting to me because I want to see how this plays out. Shiano, you know, 8-14 and 14 in his second run there. Um, they, they brought in uh, a kid, Gavin Wimsat. He came in early. Um, he, I think he's got to be the guy because Vidral's still there. And look at Vidral's resume. I can't help but oh, laugh. Brutal. He was UCF in 17, 
played two years at, at Nebraska, and now he started 20 games for Rutgers, and we've just seen the seal. I feel like we've seen the ceiling. What interests me is they've totally redone the O-line. They signed seven guys, and they brought four in in the, in the portal. they got to be better up front there. They, they have no explosive plays, and they had two guys drafted, and the kid Pacheco's uh, opening eyes at, at the pro level. Um, so – it's, it's a stay away from me, but I just want to see how it plays out because I do believe in Shiano. He's got Sean Gleason uh, as the OC, and then he's got his old guy, um, Harismiak, who, if you remember, he was a, an up-and-comer. Uh, he brought Maine to the to, uh, the FCS playoffs, I remember, and then he's been at, um, I think he was at Indiana, and Shiano got him back to come back. So I expect Rutgers to play some ugly football Get back to running the ball, playing good defense. I love Shadow's new saying of VTT, violence, technique, and toughness. <laughs> Only Coach Greg would have that. Huge opener at BC. Um, I, if you get that, you got to feel great. Uh, but your thoughts on, on Sunj? Yeah, it, it's – can they win? They won as bad as they were last year. They won They won five with the 3-0 non-conference start. And, then, and that's going to be it again. Yeah, you, you're going to have to win at BC in order to go three and zero, and then they're, they're going to be a, a dog in that game. Mm-hmm. You should be Temple, you should be Wagner, but after that, like it's, I think it's going to be hard to get the multiple Big Ten wins. Uh, you've got again road games that maybe you can win a game late in the year, depending on the direction of the season at Maryland or, mm. or Michigan State or, or Minnesota. The home, Indiana at home, you should beat. But outside of that, you're, you're looking at you're looking at some tough games. So yeah, I don't think they're going to win at BC. So I think they're going to okay. be two and one, uh, two and one after those three games. And you're going to need three Big Ten wins to yes. beat me. I don't see it. If four four looks like the right number, but I would go under. If if I had to play this, I would go under. But this looks like four and eight. Yeah, and I want to see what happens with the quarterback situation. I haven't seen. Him name is starter. He said he might play two. Um, I don't know about that going to BC in an opener because I feel like both guys are going to be in a tough spot there, knowing not knowing when they're going to be in a game and a game that you really want to win. So I think it's gettable. And again, it's early. It's BC. I mean, you win that opener, you got to feel sure. awesome. Uh, but a brutal end of the season at Minnesota, Michigan, at Sparty, Penn State, and at Maryland. So it's a stay away from me. I would lean uh, – God, I wish I could bet a push because that's where I feel like it definitely <laughs> is going to end. Um, all right, let's move to a, a side that I like. It's Indiana. I'll let you start here. I love the under four and a half. Uh, I think it's juice one fifth minus one fifteen. Your thoughts on Indiana this year? Yeah, yeah. I you're, played, you're I got, Hoosiers. I- I know. I played under four and a half already, and okay. I like to hear there still are some four and a halves out there because uh, I, I see four um, in, in most spots. They were offensively, they were horrific last year. Yes, um, it, it, there's no sugarcoating it as well. And I think this was the team last year, and we took some heat last year for for, for talking about them how we thought they were going to be an obvious regression candidate. Obviously, uh, an under type team off of the magical 2020 year where they pulled the some some wins out in the in the COVID year and were out gained in a lot of games. Had that comeback against Ohio State when they were down huge. Uh, made it made it a game and mm-hmm. and we just said it's it's just something that's not sustainable for the following year. Yeah. And it wasn't. What are they going to do offensively? I mean they their quarterback position I think it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've got offensive guys departing all over the place. I I just don't see it last year. Yes they had uh, a, a bunch of injuries, tons of injuries. I mean, you you run down the schedule. Now you got to go to Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, you, you you pick up a road game at Nebraska uh, from from the other side. You got to go to Ohio State. Uh, like I I I don't see it. Even the opener, even the opener against Illinois. You get Illinois at home. We're going to talk about like that's not a gimme at all. We just mentioned no. We're we're both high on Illinois, but mm-hmm. I, I I just think there are. Too many questions with, with with Illinois here. I mean, with, I'm sorry for that. With Indiana here, to think that they're going to have a bounce back bowl type season. If you can get, if you can get the uh, the four and a half and pay the extra juice, by all means, uh, I would do that. Four 
four still feels like kind of a uh, a winnable type bet too, assuming that they beat uh, Idaho and Western Kentucky. But there, there's a there's a real good chance they uh, they have a a winless Big Ten season, or maybe just the only win uh, coming in that game at Rutgers. Uh, all 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 in agreement. Uh, I loved it. I grabbed it at four and a half. The schedule I just think is brutal. Um, the home games you get are tough. Like Maryland, I think is going to be better this year. Maryland beat them last year. Uh, at Rutgers is going to be an absolute grind. Um, and then you look at the end of the year. I mean, host Penn State, at Ohio State, at Michigan State, and Purdue. And the bucket game. I, yeah, I, I just I don't see uh, five wins for this team. So I'm on the under uh, with the Hoosiers. I guess you would think what Basilak would be the quarterback. You would think Basilak's a guy, and you know he was great, but I think that was more a product of Eli's system at Mizzou. And I just wonder, you know, the receivers are coming. They got a kid from Florida State transfer, DJ Matthews, who was there and got hurt, and they just they lost a lot. And I understand that injuries is part of it. They just I don't think they have the talent there to overcome that and and win five games. They didn't win one Big Ten game last year, so. Um, I mean, I love Tom Allen. Love each other. That's his saying, right? Yep. We all we all love yep. each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but I, I I love to win, so I, I think it's under <laughs> uh, four and a half. All right, let's get to that Illini team. We're obviously huge Bielema fans. I'll let you go here with your thoughts on the Illini. No, I, I, I when when I was doing the, the dive on this team, I don't think people out there who may 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 not have watched a bunch like defensively, they weren't bad last year. They yeah. played pretty. They they played pretty well defensively. Obviously, had all the problems on the offensive side of the ball. You, you bring in Barry Lunny as coordinator. Yes, uh, Tommy Tommy DeVito, the quarterback, who a couple of years ago at Syracuse had a good year, mm-hmm. and we saw how bad Syracuse was uh, on offense last year with, with, with without him. I, I I think I think this is a team. They they got a couple of guys at running back who who, who they can. I, I think that's probably good. It, it feels like the Bielema type fix. Yes. Like the offense he had at Wisconsin, the offense he had uh, at, at Arkansas, where they're going to want to control the line of scrimmage. Obviously, their best offensive linemen are gone. But mm-hmm. if they can get similar type defensive play and they can get some some competent – I mean, look, he got, he got an up-close look at, at, at Lunny, the offense with TSA last year when we mm-hmm. beat him. So uh, I, I like this Illinois team. It was funny. I, I, I would go over the win total, and I also would play them – Week one against Wyoming against so the numbers ten. Yeah, uh, Wyoming lost. Well, it was it was the Cox, the Alabama transfer who recently got hurt. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we, we we know Greg Ball's team is going to be good, but offensively they are a problem. Uh, couldn't score points last year, and now you're going against a decent a decent Big Ten defense, or better than what you would expect uh, from Illinois Big Ten defense. So I, I would I'm over on Illinois with over the uh, the win total, and I am laying the ten points against Wyoming. Uh, week once well over four and a half is like me. Uh, just a couple things on why I love Illinois here. Okay, first off, Bielema's quote this off season: "I didn't come here to win five games, Coach. I got a note. I'm note for you. All I need you to do is win five games, and I'll be happy. I got your back." They beat two ranked teams <laughs> last year at Penn State and at Minnesota. They also had four single digit losses to UTSA. Can we, can, we pour, can we pour one out for the Illinois Penn State game? By the way, <laughs> oh, I honestly had no voice on that game, and I'm just sitting. There, I'm like, "What is going? Are they practicing short yardage red zone against each other?" I'm like, "Wait, oh, wait the rule changed." Um, oh. But yeah, four single digit losses: UTSA, Maryland, Purdue. Rutgers, uh, you mentioned the struggles on offense. They only averaged 20 points, and they bring in Barry Lunny. I believe he worked with Burt in, at Arkansas. I think so, Chase. And Chase Brown, the running back, is a stud. Uh, multiple 200-yard games last year, ran for over 1,000. Got a good tight end in Luke Ford. Uh, I'm fired up for this team uh, this year. I love how the schedule shakes out. I think they got a chance to be 4-0 yep. as they go to Madison. Going home. Yeah. And, how about that? Yeah, that would be phenomenal. And you get an Iowa and a Minnesota at home. Um, so I, I I really, really like – you do get uh, both Michigans uh, in the crossover. You get Sparty at home. We'll get it to them. I'm not uh, that high on them. And then, obviously, at Michigan. So work's cut out for them. But I think the, the foundation there is real. And uh, I'm a believer in Burt. And um, I, I love Illinois over four and a half. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, let's get to Maryland, the Dirty Turks. Actually, got a chance to go see them practice last week. Um, yeah. The skill, the skill they have is is I mean it's pretty uh, known um, of what what Locks has done recruiting there. Uh, Rock Jarrett is an absolute NFL player. Uh, the kid is a stud. He could play anywhere on the field. Uh, Leah looks great. Um, the offensive line looks improved. They get Demas back. They get Jayshon Jones back. Um, the, the left side of the, of the old line is, is, is back. Um, so I, I saw a five and a half down, down there. Now it's minus minus one thirty one thirty five at Circa. Um, I'm a believer. I'm biased. I like Loxley. I, I feel like all anyone ever brings up is the, the New Mexico debacle. The guy did come back. I understand he was calling plays and throwing the ball, uh, to Henry Ruggs and, and Judy and those guys at Alabama, but the the recruiting I I saw a stat he's only Maryland's one of eight losing of eight one of eight teams with a losing record in the last four years that's been in the top thirty recruiting so I feel like he's taking a chance on guys that are going to grow and that comes with the offensive line I was at the roster looking at guys on the field I mean he's got some Florida guys that I think are another year away but when I look at the defense they're going to get Chami back at defensive end uh, they got a freshman this Jay Sean Barham that is going to be an absolute stud. So I think that's going to really help their pass rush, and that's where they struggled. They got athletes all over the secondary, and I love Dante Trader at safety. Uh, he's a former lacrosse player, was supposed to play a lax at Maryland. We know how good they are there. He's fallen in love with the football program, and he's their safety. Um, so that's my bit. I, I think they win seven games this year again, and five and a half out there, I, I, I would definitely pay that juice uh, to take over. Um, I'm five and a half for the Dirty Terps. I think they're three and zero oh, uh, going to Michigan Week Four. Yeah, I think the SMU game will will be will be tough. The mm-hmm. fact that they pick up Northwestern uh, yeah. from from the other side is 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 a big deal. Um, Indiana is one of your road games, which is which is a winnable game. Uh, it feels kind of pushy. Uh, it's six yeah. again. It, the 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 number is two. Five, it, it, they're they're five and seven or six and six. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It, okay, but 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 this is a uh, thing. You, they're they're going to need to be what five and three. Yes. through eight games because you're not winning at Wisconsin. You're not going to win at Penn State. And you're not going to beat Ohio State. No, so it's going to come down to wanting that Rutgers one at the end of the year, uh, like they needed last. Got to win Michigan so, State are, at home. Are you are you will are you willing to play that game? I'm not. Mm-hmm. So okay. All right. How about the Boilers? Number seven. Go. Well, obviously with Purdue, it, it, it starts with the, with the offense. I mean, Aaron O'Connell is someone who uh, a lot of ability, a lot of skill, and and an offense that should again a lot, a lot, a lot of points. But at the same time, you lose your top three wide receivers from last year. But you would assume that they would be able to replace uh, some some guys, and it's more of a schematic thing where you're. Where you're, uh, you're you're plugging. I, I was really impressed with them uh, in, in that bowl game. The way that they were able just to keep answering. Uh, oh, incredible in, in, game! Shorthanded with the guys that didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that that was that was a great win for them. Uh, but but you th- you would think the um, you got a bunch of guys coming back from the offensive line. Obviously, yep. they don't try and run the ball uh, very no. much. Maybe 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 they they do a little bit more early on until they get guys uh, to develop. Um, uh, it's hard for me because you, you lose Bell, you, you, you lose the two best players, you lose the best yes. player you had on both sides of the ball. And like, when is Purdue going to have like that level player on, on, on like, it, it felt like last year was like the, the peak for them. 
what 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 do we got from numbers? I think seven is where they are, and yeah, I see seven and a half minus one fifty. Yeah, I saw it uh, yesterday seven uh, over minus one twenty five at circa. Uh, I mean, you got you got you open it right off the bat. You're you're, you're going to be three. You'll be, you sh- I don't even know if I want to give them a word. Syracuse. I think Syracuse's defense will be good. And- tricky game. Total contrast of styles. <laughs> I mean, Minnesota, Maryland, Wisconsin, Illinois are all tricky roads. I really didn't have a strong feeling okay. on this on this one, but, but just going down the schedule now, it feels like this is a. I mean, the, the good thing is, is you you get the best possible crossover schedule. Yes. Uh, no, no Ohio State. No, no, no Michigan. You do obviously get. Penn State, but at the same time, I mean, you, you do benefit there. You said you saw a seven out there. Yeah, Circa has seven, mine over seven minus one twenty five. That's why I lean to that. I, I take. I can see this team going yeah. seven and five. Yeah, that feels that's, about right. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I've people have been reaching out too about the numbers and do I pay the juice? I always pay the juice, especially, yes. especially if you get to the even number. Where you're you're looking at like if you like the over and then you you know if they don't get there and you, that number ends up being it's a push. I yep. mean, you, you, I mean that's that's worth it to me. Uh, I know people out there don't like to pay the juice, but a lot of things can happen. I always feel like you always pay for the better number. They were dead last, dead last in FBS at two point seven nine yards per rush. Uh, they're going to have 15 transfers on 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 the two deep on both sides combined. So he's went out and got that replaced guys. Uh, he got Tracy and Jones from Iowa, which was weird. I thought two Iowa guys. Uh, I don't know if they just liked when watching uh, them come in and light them up <laughs> in well, Iowa Bobby last Yacht year when they got gone. So I mean that thing. Huh? Gotta, that's, well, Bobby D's gone, so I mean it's going to be a little bit different. Yes, side of all this here. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, you you mentioned Bell and Carlaftis. I do have to give a shout out. One of my favorite names ever in college football is their DBs coach, and that's former Ohio State great Ashton Yabuti. That is <laughs> my guy. So I'm yeah. fired up to see him get that secondary. Ron English did a great job uh, the last uh, year in, in improving that defense. I think the schedule's gettable. I want to talk to John about that first night because that game. I mean, I'm. Penn State, you know, seeing the 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 the, the recruiting, and it looks like it's going to turn over at some skill positions for them. Uh, that's a fascinating game, week one. It's 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 a really tough game, uh, I think for for Penn State, uh, knowing that they're the heat's starting to come. Even though he got an unbelievable contract extension, but if Penn State loses that one, um, you're gonna you're gonna hear it a lot. Uh, so what I'm fired up to, I saw a note, ninety three percent renewal rate of season tickets in West Lafayette. That place is a is and that's that's factors into Penn State week one to me. That place is going to be a zoo week one. I love that place. I love <laughs> the state factor. Love it. Um so I'm fired up. Uh Brom 28 and 29 going into a sixth year. So I lean over uh for the boilers. Uh let's do Iowa. Uh feels like this number is every year seven and a half. <laughs> um we know the struggles on offense. It looks like I think Peters is going to be the favorite at quarterback. Ten TDs, nine picks, missed a couple games last year, obviously, when when everything went out the door. Um, do you – let's say this. How, how do you feel about them possibly winning the West? I think you can throw any of the – you can throw Iowa, any of them, five teams in the West, and the Iowa, Minnesota – Nebraska, who, who else on Wisconsin? You can throw any of those teams in the in the mix, and I would say, yeah, sure. They absolutely. They have, I think Purdue is kind of where you draw the line. I think the the top four is what kind of where you where you say. I mean, you know, defensively that they're going to be really good. But I mean, Campbell is one of the uh, the, the the leaders nationally. Just yeah. the way he plays, awesome. Call, they, they call him the. the Getting them lined up right and just kind of uh, the, the coach on the field is to mm-hmm. say, but but you just worry. I worry. You know that the defense is going to keep them in every single game. But I just and, and that's not a gimme opener, by the way. I mean, South Dakota State is no, I know a decent a decent FCS game, and then they got Cyhawk game, and people are down on Iowa State this year. That could be a, a 
dangerous game, and then they have a winnable game against Nevada that they should absolutely win. Like you know, you know they're going to be in all these games. It's going to be a question on the other uh, two questions rather. The offensive side of the ball, are they going to improve at all mm-hmm. from the dread? I mean, I the fact that Spencer Petrus is the quarterback again concerns yeah. me that they don't have uh, the, the, the other kid couldn't beat him out. Uh, Padilla, right? Um, name was, Padilla. Name was dropped. Yeah. The name, the name was uh, escaping me for a minute. And can they get the ridiculous turnover special teams <laughs> luck uh, that they've gotten in the past? Uh, that they won all those games last year, and, that, and that's what I hate. I I hate. Talk, not honestly, I hate talking about Iowa. I don't want to say that it's not true, but it it sounds like like whenever you discuss Iowa, it's always like a but, and they oh, and you get they get mad because but there's a but, yeah, and, and that's what we were saying early on last year because they won games that they probably maybe didn't deserve it based on turnover luck and. Special team, like like stuff that isn't sustainable. Clifford getting and, hurt, and, and, yeah, and that's why that's why when they were like, "Oh, we're number three, we're gonna," I'm like, "No, you're not number three. Mm. You are, but you're not. <laughs> like, be, be closer to the actual power rating than what the AP poll or whatever has you. Mm-hmm. But the the, the defense, and, and then you saw it obviously even out the rest of the way, which yeah. of course it was going to. Yep. But 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 the way they play defense, and you know, there's going to be a game that they have. Things go their way in a, in, against a more talented team that they pull an upset. So I, I, I give them a great shot to obviously uh, w- win the West. I've seen seven and a half over, over slightly favored. The problem is you get Michigan and Ohio State this year. Yeah, that's that. That that is why. Uh, so let's see. Assume that you're not going to. I mean, you're not going to win in Columbus, but but still, I mean, you, you can you can. Potentially beat Michigan at home. You could beat Wisconsin at home. Iowa State, you get at home. I see no reason why this isn't at least eight and four again for Iowa. Here's here's my question for you. What's their record when they go to Columbus? First time they're going to Columbus since 2013. There's an outside chance they could be six and oh. They really could. Yeah, I was gonna say four and two. Okay. I could see, I could see a, uh, a like a, a lot, like one of those first two games that they really should win. Mm-hmm. I could see them kind of losing, and then I could okay. see them beating Michigan and then losing at Illinois. All right, see if John can get me a line and then being six and zero when they go to Columbus. <laughs> I would, I would be worth a shot to me. I, I lean over uh, with Iowa. You mentioned the turnovers. I, I think I read. The only team that's created more turnovers since 15 is Alabama. It's like 178 turnovers to 171 to 168. So you mentioned it. They have been pretty fortunate, but they get mad because when it comes time to step up, they've never been able to do it. And I'm talking about Big Ten title game against Sparty. You give up the drive. Uh, then you end up going to the Rose Bowl and playing Stanford, who just made a mockery of your of your team speed. And then I look at a game last year, Big Ten title, like you fought all the way back. Now you got a chance to ruin Michigan's season, and you got your doors blown off. Uh, so that's that's what I talk about in the big spot. And I'll go all the way back to the Orange Bowl against USC uh, when they uh, had Banks in yeah, that. I'm like that was, I mean, it was like a, an NFL team uh, going against you and. It just feels like sometimes that style just can't compensate, and they, and they don't have any other you know bullets in the gun for for defensives or offensives that really you know have superior speed and stuff like that. So um, I love it. I love the program. I would bet. I think they can win the West. I really do because I'm not as high on Wisconsin this year. Uh, but then you know you factor in Nebraska and that game at the end of the year. Um, but we'll see. Um, a team I do like that has the same number is Minnesota uh, this year. Uh, seven and a half. Uh, they get Soraka back at OC. Fleck, uh, how about him? I was looking at his contract. Five million a year, all the way out to 28. Last time they won a Big Ten title, you know it? Last time who Minnesota won a Big yeah. title? Probably the 60s. Yes, good job. 67. Um, but Tanner Morgan is still there. 
I mean, <laughs> that's the thing of reading these previews, man. You go back, like these quarterbacks and between COVID and the transfer, I know everybody has the jokes for how long guys have been there, but uh, they get Ibrahim back, who I think is an absolute stud at running back now. They lost a lot from the offensive line. I, I think Fleck does a good job of, playing to his strengths you know when he had Bateman and guys they threw the ball and last year they had all that size up front they called a design run on 64 percent of their snaps last year it was the highest of any team of the power five conferences so I think he's going to figure it out I, I think he always does I, I I'm I, I I'm I don't root for Minnesota but I really think he does a good job playing to his strengths uh, I like the start of the season uh, you do have to go to Michigan State and Penn State for your crossovers, but then you end with four division games at Nebraska, Northwestern at home, Iowa at home, and at Wisconsin. I think they could be 6-0 and headed to that Penn State game. Uh, so your thoughts on the Gophers? I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm high on Minnesota as well. I think Illinois, after the obvious Ohio State, I, th- I think Minnesota and Illinois are the two teams that I am – uh, highest on I, lo- I love Soraka coming back. I don't think people really realize how well uh, Rossi and that defense played. Yeah, no, they were uh, last year. Like, like you, you've got potentially three defenses uh, in the top ten nationally, um, with, with with Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Like, kindly uh, projects them uh, all to be potentially top ten defenses. So, I, I like I like Minnesota. I think. Getting getting Ibrahim back is, is massive. Morgan is steady as they come. Uh, maybe doesn't have the upside as about a lot of guys, but you know you're very capable of winning winning games in the Big Ten uh, with him at quarterback. They can't help but be better on offense uh, with, with with him back. I mean, you, you lose a game last year against a Bowling Green that you're not going to lose again a game like that. You lose a game to Purdue where you outgained by 150 something yards. Illinois. And then the other over these score six points. Mm-hmm. So like they they had some games that they really should have won last year that didn't go their way. Like and if I were to make a play on a team to win the Big Ten West, it would be them. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you mentioned that defense, third in total defense, two hundred seventy eight yards per game, sixth in scoring. They only gave up seventeen a game, and eighth in rush defense, only ninety seven yards a game. Uh, the kid, the corner, uh, Justin Whaley. Uh, as a freshman All-American, I think he's he's going to be an absolute stud. We've seen um, guys have a lot of success in the next level from their secondary, uh, a la in Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah, I like I like how the schedule fits out. I understand you get those, but um, like I said, we'll get to Michigan State, uh, but I think that's a winnable game. Before we move on, ESPN, in partnership with Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, present Always college football with ESPN college football analyst Greg McElroy taking a deep dive into the sport with the biggest names on and off the field. With off seasons being a thing of the past, McElroy goes year round with analysis, opinions, and insight on top teams and under the radar stories from coast to coast. That's always college football. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got through all the teams that. Um, People would be mad if we didn't get to. So we got through that. Now let's get to the big dogs. Let's bring in John Murray from the Westgate. He's the guy there, not afraid at all to offer an opinion or a line to get some action on anything. John, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I can't wait for college football. I'm excited to come on and talk about college football. It's been a long summer, man. Bear and I, uh, we we gave thoughts on the on the lower. Uh, totals for season win totals and we're up in the seven and a half range uh i think i saw at one of the books out there and that's michigan state um obviously had a monster year um mel tucker's a guy that's just absolutely violated the transfer portal when you look at his roster um but i i i don't feel like you could just do this every year and you know Mm -hmm. 11 and 2 I believe was the final tally last year they lose kenneth walker they do bring in the kid broussard from colorado who i really like a lot, but I just feel like you, you, you can't, it's not sustainable to plug in and play guys at this level, especially in a big time conference uh, like the Big Ten. Where, where let's start here. Where's the action gone? Is your number seven and a half for Sparty? Yeah, we're, we're at seven and a half, and we totally agree with you, Steve. You know, we opened this number intentionally to take bets on the over 
because we think Michigan State is a team that totally overachieved last year. We don't think they can duplicate the success they had last year. So we were intentionally writing bets on Michigan State over seven and a half, plus 130, plus 120, plus 110. Right now we're at seven and a half flat, and, and we, we do need Sparty to go under for one of our biggest uh, uh, college football regular season win total decisions of the year wow. is, on, is on Michigan State, and that was very intentional. You know, it's easy to look at the market, see what the other books have, and, and set up the decisions the way you want to set them up. And Michigan State, out of, out of every team in the Big Ten, is the one team that we wanted to take a position on intentionally, and we've done exactly that. One of the teams that Michigan State benefited from a, a collapse last year, you go, you go down Michigan State, and I'm just – Reliving some of the horrible beats that I had with them because I was Michigan. I was oh. Michigan State under last year, and they, of course, I do that. But 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 you, you you look at that Nebraska game last year, outgained by nearly two hundred yards. There were, there were the special teams touchdown. Like Nebraska, we we've seen Scott Frost's team figure out ways to lose games in the most excruciating fashion. And I see their number. Are you guys at seven and a half as well with Nebraska? And are you, uh, and are people again buying the, uh, the Nebraska hype that this could be a, a breakthrough year? Cause if it's not now, it's never. I don't think people are buying it anymore, guys. I mean, right now we're, we are at seven and a half flat, exact same number we have on Sparty, but very little action on that team this year. And, Nebraska is a program that maybe I think it was in 19. They were all the rage. I fell into it. I was one of the morons that fell for that. And they're a team that people back them every year. They always seem to underachieve under Scott Frost. Uh, it looks like the, the betting public, at least at the Superbook, is off that bandwagon. I think I'm going to fall for it again, though, Bear. Attaboy. I think uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I, I just feel like I'd be so mad at myself if I didn't fall for it this year and they finally did well. Like if, if I do it again and they suck again, it's like, well, whatever. That's like five years in a row. Who cares? So I, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it again. Adrian Martinez, not back for a 20th season at quarterback. So get some fresh blood in there. We'll see what happens there. But Nebraska, not, Getting a lot of attention at the betting window. No, people have forgotten about them. Uh, how about week one? Laying the 12 and a half. You're touching that? I don't know about that. I mean, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not going to go the other way. I'll tell you that much. I, but uh, so far, no plans to play that game, the game over in Dublin against uh, Northwestern. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably need Northwestern in that game. I know I said that people aren't betting Nebraska in the in the futures market okay. in the win total market but they will lay the points in that game look at the look at that game it's on its own on that saturday yeah. morning everybody's the juices are going to be flowing here at the superbook <laughs> and you you know that every parlay and every money line parlay oh, yeah. is oh, going yeah. is going to start with nebraska you know that for sure so we will be rooting for the wildcats uh, that saturday and you yeah. know people are going to you, you're tempted fake as you know Fitzgerald's going to be out there with the, oh, yeah. with oh, the yeah. t-shirt with the sleeves curled up running around in shorts <laughs> It's going to be all, it's going to be a beautiful sight. It sounds great. I can't wait for that. Now that you say that, man. that's a great visual. I'm ready to watch that again. I, I, we said earlier, I said earlier, I think the only side you, you can take is, is taking the points in that game and just hold on to yeah. your butt. Cause it's not going to be pretty. Um, I want to, I want to talk with the most, uh, one of the most fascinating games week one that has to do with the next team. And that's Penn state. What do you guys have for a line on that Penn state Purdue game week one? Right now, Penn State's minus three at Purdue. That is a very interesting game, and th that's a game that for sure will need the dog big. So that okay. you're already seeing ticket counts coming in big on the Nittany Lions, like wow. almost a four-to-one ticket count on Penn State. Wow. We're going to need Purdue pretty big in that game. I, I can't say I have an opinion on that game. That number looks about right to me, but I, I just know the way that the public bets a game like that, and they're going to they're going to see that cheap point spread on Penn State. <laughs> And they're, they're going to back the Nittany Lions. That looks like the biggest. We, actually, we got a ton of money on Pitt that same night. Pitt in a okay. uh, reincarnation of the backyard Heck, brawl. Yeah. I, I, I would say that Purdue will probably be our biggest decision when we get to that. Uh, I believe that's a Thursday night. Anyway, it goes to three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I could definitely see that happening. I, I definitely could see that happening. You know, we're not as gun shy about moving off of three in college as we are in the NFL. That's a very big difference. Books don't like to get off three in the NFL, but in college football, you can you'll see that much more frequently. I feel good about uh, for that's going to be a night game Thursday night. That place will be nuts. Um, oh yeah, Penn State though. Uh, I I think I saw an eight out there somewhere for minus one fifty five on the season win total. What what people still like Penn State and James Franklin? 
people love James Franklin and, and he has, he has delivered some pretty good results over the years for the better. So I, I can see why we're at eight and a half right now. We're at eight and a half under minus 30 over plus plus one ten. Okay. at Superbook. Not, not a whole lot to report there though, guys, I got to say wow. uh, one of the, one of the least bet win totals we have in, in the conference, which is surprising because Penn state always one of the most popular teams in the big 10, huge national following, but really not a whole lot there. They're just focused on that week one game so far. Wisconsin is a team that really disappointed last year. Uh, it, it looked like pe- people just keep waiting for that, the hype of Graham Mertz to be the guy. And I think there were some yeah. things that went on a couple of years ago in the locker room with, with, with the team kind of wanted Cohen to be the quarterback and he was hurt and injured and sick. Uh, and Mertz had that great game against Illinois. And then I think there was a little bit of division there. And I, and I think it kind of spilled over a little bit with the, uh, the quarterback position because he has not played very well. He's been a turnover machine uh, that, that, that between the Notre Dame game, the Michigan game. Uh, it, it's been hard to watch, but it looked like late last year, once, once Allen became the guy at running back, this resembled more of a Wisconsin team that we were, were used to. Like, are they the team now, do you, do you think, to beat in the West? I, I don't have a great feeling on, on Wisconsin just because I still don't trust uh, Mertz, and I still think you lose a bunch of guys. I, I know Herbig is back on the defensive side of the ball, and I love uh, former former Jet, uh, Jimmy Leonard as a defensive coordinator. I've seen an eight-and-a-half juiced, and I've seen a nine out there. Uh, wh- mm-hmm. Where are you guys on Wisconsin? Because I, I don't have really a great feel on the Badgers this year. We're using a little bit of a higher, a higher number. We're using nine flat right now. We have taken a little money on the under, but not from anybody that we particularly respect, <laughs> not from anybody that would make us move the number. So we're sticking to nine right now. And that really speaks more to their schedule than anything else, Bear. You know, they, they, have, a, they have a manageable schedule. Uh, I don't like Graham Mertz myself. I'm not trying to echo you too much, but I don't, I don't think much of Mertz. But Wisconsin, the manageable schedule, we think they can get to 10 wins not taking a big position on that one, not like Sparty, but uh, we, we do think that the schedule is, is favorable for them this season. Who, who, do, you, who do you guys have favored in the, uh, in the West? Well, we just, we just have the odds to win the Big okay. Ten. Okay. So, yeah, but uh, and obviously that's Ohio State. But, uh, I mean, it, it, Wisconsin would be, the, would, be, would, be the favorite to, uh, would be the favorite to win the division. Very good. Uh, let's go back to the East. Obviously, the team that went to the playoff last year, Michigan, um, did what they had to do. They finally did it, uh, you know, knocking off uh, Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, getting there, and then getting pummeled uh, by a superior team. <laughs> um, yeah. But, hey, everything seems to be going in the right direction uh, for the first time, and that obviously winning helps that. But when you sure. look at – it's it's weird when you look at what they've lost. Obviously, everybody's going to talk about Hutchinson and Jabo, you know, on, on the game records that they were defensively. Uh, but they do bring back a lot of guys. Uh, you know, they lost one offensive lineman, um, and then everybody back there. They won the the the, the Moore Award for offensive line, best offensive line. I see nine and a half out there. He lost both coordinators. Uh, I saw over nine and a half for minus one forty. Um, it seems like a lot, but then when you look at the schedule, I, I mean, they don't play anybody in the non conference. And it, it sort of ramps up where they could start to find themselves. Where, where's the Michigan money going? It's going on the over here at the Superbook. We got nine and a half over a quarter right now. I like Michigan. I love Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I think he's hilarious. I'm a big fan of his. I mean, what what I think they could actually be better than they were last year. Okay. The, the what's gonna what's gonna really work against them though is how incredibly good Ohio State is going to yeah. be this year. This is like this is going to be a truly special Ohio State team. Michigan's going to have to go to Columbus. They're going to have to the revenge spot against the Buckeyes does not set up well for Michigan. But I, I agree with you. I know they lose those two pass rushers. It's a big loss, but they got a lot of guys yeah. back, and they got a lot of positive momentum from from what happened last season. I think Michigan could be really good this year. But I'm a big Harbaugh guy. I get a lot of grief at the book because they all know I love Coach Harbaugh. So some people might call me a homer there. I'm with you. Losing the coordinators is a big deal, though. I know Steve just mentioned that. We don't want to forget about that. That is significant. We are keeping an eye on that for sure. I think uh, Edwards could be one of the bigger breakout guys nationally this year. It's funny because you, you see Blake Corum getting a lot of the headlines, but I think Donovan Edwards could ultimately be the uh, the guy who gets mo- most of the uh, the carries there. And, I, and you mentioned Ohio State, and, and clearly the, the Buckeyes are the team to beat. 
uh, in this in, in this league. Uh, we, we can go a bunch of different directions here. I, I don't want to lead you to to anything, but but I've laid I've laid the big juice uh, over ten and a half. I've laid the minus two whatever to, to win uh, the the Big Ten mainly because I think when Ohio State does get to the Big Ten championship game, they're going to be a bigger price on the money line in that game against whoever comes out of the West uh, than they are right now. Um, I've played the Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia versus the field to win the national championship uh, and, and lay the number there. I'm super high on Ohio State. Uh, you're looking at a team that's going to be a double-digit favorite uh, in, in every game. And the reports that I hear uh, from Columbus is that forget everything that you saw last year about their defense. Uh, that uh, they've got guys that uh, the 44, uh, was it Tui Homolo, I think is how his last yes. name is played. The, the, he has been a freak uh, on the field in, in practice and in scrimmages. Uh, I think you're going to see a night and day difference in the Ohio State defense. And with those guys on the offensive side of the ball, there isn't really anyone, anybody in the league that they play that and keep up with them. So I know I just threw a lot of crap at you there, John, but uh, uh, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you guys a 10 and a half or 11 on the wing? I don't think you can be at 10 and a half. I, I think, t- I think 10 and a half is a bad booking number because yeah. they're not going to lose two games. And, and I, you know, I might, I yeah. could look foolish. That wouldn't be the first time you guys know that, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you use 10 and a half. I wouldn't even use 11. If you use 11, you can bet over 11. You'd need to lose twice to not get a push or win. So I don't to like lose. 11 as a yeah. booking number either. We're using 11 and a half under minus 160. We have taken some bets to the under, but you know, Barry, you already said it. They could be a two touchdown favorite in every game they play. They've got the big Notre Dame game to start the year. Obviously, they play Michigan and Columbus to close the season, but they could be a, a 14 and a half or more point favorite in every game this season. Definitely way more than minus 250 on the money line in the Big Ten championship game. That'll probably be something like what we saw last year when Michigan just clobbered. I think it was Iowa. You're probably looking at a similar type Big Ten championship game until they go to some sort of a realignment format with the way they set up the championship game. We think Ohio State is clearly the second best team in the country behind Alabama. We think this is the best Ohio State team in years. And if the reports of their defense are be- as being as good as they say they are, or as you're saying they are, I should say, Ohio State Alabama could be uh, just a historically good college football championship game. So what? So what? What, what about that? I I, I don't want to put put words in your mouth or put, make you guys post no, anything okay. that you don't want to post, but. What where you have the power? Like I had to do power ratings uh, for uh, the mm-hmm. ESPN.com, and I filled out my. Uh, and so of course, Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, and then there's a pause. Like who do you yeah. put four? Like it almost feels like we're headed towards, and everybody kind of assumes that it's going to be Alabama versus Ohio State in the national championship game. Is that is that a is that a price or is that a prop or something that you guys yeah, might we, we talked about up? this week? First of all, you have pressured us into putting up props before. We did that. We uh, we did that Liverpool <laughs> uh, the Liverpool quadruple for you, which is actually really good yep. for us. We won a bunch of money on that. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Uh, but uh, no, we talked You're about welcome. it a little bit. We would make it like three to one that Ohio State and Alabama would play in the championship game. I mean, you got to remember one factor would mm. be they'd have to be on opposite sides of the bracket in the college football playoff. I know. Yeah. I know college football. They would maneuver it to make sure that happened, right? So they, they would not. Just same way they made sure Alabama and Georgia were on opposite sides last year. But uh, And we, we do have the same order as you. That Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3. Then there's a pretty significant drop-off. I think we can all agree on that. One thing we did disagree on a little bit, we have talked about this. What would Alabama and Ohio State be right now? One of our guys said 3. I think it's more like four and a half or five Alabama favored, but it's not seven. And that's what I, that's what I think Alabama Mm. was in the title game two years ago. If I remember that correctly, was, did it get up that high? Yeah, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're right. And that, that Alabama team was loaded like this one, but I think this is a much better Ohio state team. And I know that sounds crazy because they're talking about a team that went to the national championship game despite playing like three regular season games that year. But I think uh, I think Ohio State's much better this year. I think they could give Alabama a run for their money. I've complained to Bear about the lack of parity in college football. I don't I, I don't love the fact that it's gotten so top heavy. But once we do get into those playoff games, seeing those two teams play would be very special. 
Yeah, exactly. that that would be a pretty good buildup scene. Oh yeah, from a long time away. Um, while we got you here, John. Uh, well, and we're on Ohio State. Obviously, they have the monster game. Um, and monsters uh, spread against Notre Dame week one. But also, like, comparatively to that in Georgia and Oregon, they're kind of around the same numbers. I'm guessing of the underdogs in those games in Oregon and Notre Dame, Notre Dame has taken more money. Is that safe to say? It is. And, you know, we haven't talked about it because we're doing a Big Ten preview, but we like Notre Dame a lot this year. No, don't do too. don't look at that point spread. We've got Ohio State minus 14 and a half in that game. Don't look at that as disrespectful to Notre Dame. All that speaks to is how great we think Ohio State is this year. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is going to be very, very good as well. They're going to lose that game on September 3rd, but they can regroup after that game. Maybe we find them in the college football playoff. There's all the money on that game right now is on Ohio State, but there will wow. be backing for Notre Dame when we get closer to that game. We'll have public players taking Notre Dame money line. They always do. I agree with what you said. I think we'll see more money on Notre Dame there. So far, that game is getting way more action than Georgia-Oregon. Georgia's a 17.5-point favorite against Oregon. That game's in Atlanta on the same day. Good doubleheader to start college football season. I think how Notre Dame responds and reacts without Avery Davis and can they replace him and how that affects Mayer on the field. Well, we'll go a long way in determining how good uh, their offense is. And, and remember that Maris Lufau's back on the defensive side of the ball. That kid is yep. going to be a, uh, a star. In that game with Notre Dame, you know, you're talking about the top heavy um, and how everything is. And, and, and that's what it's come to. Like these narratives get built about teams that get a chance at those teams. So, like, I'm thinking if Notre Dame could be competitive, right? Because that line's not going to go under 14 and a half. It's only going to go up, right? I think so. I mean, I I, yeah. I do think so. I don't know why I don't know why that number, unless there was some sort of an injury or COVID-related scenario, I don't see it going down below two touchdowns. I think Ohio State's power rating is so high. I would have to agree with you on that. Because I, I look at Notre Dame with a chance at Ohio State mm-hmm. and Alabama finally going on the road to play a true road game and a team like Texas, who obviously always has a lot of hype. Like, if they could just hang around, that's going to help their narrative and in, 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 in perception, I think, as the season goes on. Um do you, do you agree with that? Do you do you, do you have an Alabama Texas line yet? I, I, we do. I, I, what I was going to say though is I I think it really helps. Uh, it really helps um, Notre Dame. Excuse me that they play that game so early in the season because I I do think they're going to probably get crushed in that game by uh, by Ohio State. But by the time we get into the college football playoff, that'll all be forgotten. I also think that Texas is going to get steamrolled by Alabama. We've got <laughs> we've got that line, Alabama, 17 to answer your question. Wow. Some of the other books put that up a lot shorter. Like, I think I want to say 11 and a half, 12 and a half. We don't agree with that. We think that's going to be a very long day for Steve Sarkeesian. We think Alabama is going to make a statement in that game. And hopefully people will have forgotten about that game by the end of the year for Texas's sake. But, you know, Texas is not a team that's going to be in the mix for the college football playoff. Notre Dame is. Okay. So they need to be to put a respectful game on the board against Ohio State and, and do well the rest of the season. I think they could get to the college football playoff where they'll probably get blasted by Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia. Yeah, lucky, <laughs> lucky them, right? But 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 you're right. Like you you look at I mean, we've talked about Notre Dame as well, Steve. And I like there's a chance that they could lose that game and then win yes. every other game the rest of the way because this because the their tougher games are all against teams that could go either. Like we think Clemson will bounce back, but what if DJ yeah. sucks again? That's and they got the game at South Bend. What if the USC experiment doesn't pan out? What if North Carolina can't stop anybody again? Like these are all games that are kind of high barriers. I totally agree, and I, I think it really helps them that the game is on September third. They don't if, if they had to play Ohio State on November twenty seventh then they'd probably be screwed, right? But they play them very early in the year. They've got a lot of big national stages that you just mentioned to make people forget the Ohio State game. Also, I think Ohio State is going to be 13-0 and when we go to that selection Sunday or whatever they call okay. it in college football. And that, that loss that Notre Dame has on September 3rd won't look that bad. Got it. Um, another tricky game for Notre Dame, and it's out in Vegas, I believe. And it's a team, while well, I have you, like what? I don't. I haven't gotten to BYU reading up on them, but like everybody's schedule, like I'm reading Arkansas. Arkansas goes to Provo in the middle of the year. Notre Dame plays them in Vegas. What is is the 
what what do you what do you process for BYU this year? Well, we we have a pretty high opinion of BYU. That's why we only have that game Notre Dame six, and and uh, that game is going to be a that's a Legion Stadium. The game's on October eighth out here in Las Vegas. Going to be a huge crowd for that game. A lot of BYU supporters in Las Vegas, and you know Notre Dame's going to travel. So that that game closer maybe than people think. And again, I, I know I just said it about the Ohio State game. We think very highly of Notre Dame, but we think that's a tough spot for BYU. That line is more of a compliment to BYU than any kind of an indictment in Notre Dame. So I, I do think that's one of the trickiest games on the Irish schedule for sure. Now, I got the juices flowing now for yeah, week man. one because we talked about Ohio State, Notre Dame. We mentioned uh, Georgia uh, or, or you know, a little – Utah, Florida is a fascinating game to me because of all the hype surrounding Utah. Who obviously, is BYU's biggest rival. Like, this is I mean, what is, is up to what Utah two and a half now? I think I can see Florida being a very like a very sharp side in this game. I I think this is a dangerous game for Utah going there with that weather. Can their defensive line hang in there and that heat? And if Richardson's as good as advertised, like. This is this is a stay away game for me at least right now. But but I can see a lot of the sharper players uh, trying to wait and see if that game touches three, if it does touch three, and, and coming back with the Gators. What's what say you? We we've been getting hammered on the Utes. I mean that that's one of the most popular yeah. week uh, yeah. week one. Is that called week one? Oh, or that's week one. Week, yeah, week yep. one yeah. sauce. I don't I don't like that week zero. Nonsense. I don't either. I All don't, it does is it just confuses me every year, but. It's the same thing in the elevator. Like I get in the elevator, I see like yeah. floor zero. It's yeah. like oh, over, I'm like what? What is the? Like, what's it's one first uh, floor? Uh, anyway, you ever been in those elevators in Europe where they've got the yes. negative floors? Yeah, I get in there. I don't, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I'm lost. But Utah, we open at one. Now they're minus two and a half because of all, all the money we've taken on the Utes. That that's a reaction to money, not just moving with the market. So there's a difference there. Right now, we definitely need Florida pretty big in that game. Obviously, it's mm. very early. But uh, it does it does look like Utah is going to be a really popular public side. People don't know what to do with Florida. Florida is a team we've written almost no money on them in the futures book, no f- win total money, nothing. Florida is, is is like a forgotten giant of college football. So I'll, I'll be very curious to see how they do this year with the new coaching staff because th- obviously that is a sleeping giant in Gainesville for sure. Um, as we wrap here, week one, uh, you mentioned getting crushed with Ohio state money, obviously what is there? Is there any other side? You said Pitt. you're getting a ton of there. Um, is there anything more? I mean, we're talking 90% money or 80%. Uh, well, you know, you don't want to get too bogged down in the money numbers. People should understand that. Cause sometimes a really yeah. big bet or will, will, ticket will, count. make those numbers skew ticket count number. That's exactly what we should be looking at. The ticket counts are really one-sided on those games. And I'll give you guys one more Louisville. The ticket count, all the tickets are on Louisville. They're mm. at Syracuse uh, that opening Saturday night. We need the orange pretty big. We've had some big bets on that and a lot of public tickets on that. They're being thrown into a ton of parlays. And just look yeah. at that point spread, that cheap road number, like we talked about with Penn State-Purdue. They're going to love Louisville in that game. We'll see. I don't know what to make of Louisville this year. I know we're going to need Syracuse. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm so sick of yeah. baseball. The, na- the Nationals just yeah. absolutely suck, and I just can't wait for football season and college football to start. Oh, no, no. See, now, now, yeah, now you said baseball and the national sucking. And I have to say, like, as a Yankees fan, is it worth a play to bet Tampa or Toronto to win the East? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees went, like, 15 and 30 the rest of the week. You, you Yankee fans, we got, a, we got a kid that works for us. He's a Yankee fan. He's from the Bronx. He was telling me yesterday or two days ago, he's like, no, I'm just getting ready for Giants season. It's like, Giants season? You guys, are, you guys have the second best record in the American League. I'm looking at the Nationals. We're 40 games below 500. Get the hell out of here. No. Don't don't throw away your money. The Yankees will win the American League East. I don't think they're going to beat Houston, though. Ben. No. No, not at all. I mean, Houston's tough, but I, I stopped paying attention to baseball a while ago. I'm ready for college. I love love to hear that. Uh, we are, too. Our listeners are. John, uh, I really appreciate you coming on with us. Awesome job at the Westgate. You guys always take care of us whenever we're there. And uh, I can't wait to actually get back out there and, and sit on that couch in that sports book. It's 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 one of the best there is out there. So thanks again for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. I hope the people like that. I thought that was just awesome info as John. You could tell he's a super fan. Uh, he does a super job. And that place is awesome. If you guys are ever in Vegas, uh, one of the best places to go watch the game is the Superbook. 
uh, at Westgate. It's a little off the strip, uh, but if you ask anybody, um, they'll tell you the same thing. When we're running through those those higher win totals, Bear, is there a favorite of yours on either side when you're talking Michigan State, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State, Wisconsin? Ohio State, you Ohio State. Okay. Like, like what he what he said when it, and that his reaction to what yeah. Ohio State po- being posted at ten and a half was my reaction, and it comes back to what we talked about. I'm always willing to lay a bigger yes. price to get the half a game. Uh, I, it, it it makes so much sense because he said they're not going to lose twice. I would rather lay two whatever at ten and a half and win on eleven than push mm-hmm. on eleven. And and I didn't I didn't know that they went to eleven and a half. I haven't heard or seen another eleven and a half out there. So like that 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 just goes to show you their opinion of Ohio State. I'm glad that I am in alignment with them because any time that any time that they kind of need or want or see or expect something along the same lines as I do. I feel like I'm in a good spot. Yeah, and uh, I'm just scared because I know I'm going to have Notre Dame week one. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I, I, here's one. Do you think Notre Dame has the lead at any point in the game? Uh, okay. No. All right. No. All right. I don't. Um, I, realize, I realize I might be betting on a coin flip there. All right. Big Mike Happy Recap. Big Mike Happy Recap. Big Ten season win totals. Uh, I love um, Indiana under and Illinois over. Uh, Those are my favorite um, for sure. You? Indiana under, uh, Illinois over, Ohio State over, and then I am going to uh, hop on the uh, the, the team Westgate and uh, go Michigan State. I like Wisconsin under, uh, too. I just... You know, I was going through Mertz. He had he had more picks than touchdowns last year, and for his <laughs> career, he's nineteen yeah. touchdowns and sixteen picks. And you you said it too. I think Leonard's the best defensive coordinator in the country, but they lost some really really good playmakers. Sure. And I understand the system is that, uh, but I, I I just I don't. I mean, you got to win ten to beat me. That's that's asking a lot. Um, and the biggest un the biggest unknown to me is Penn State. Um, I did see that number. I would take over eight if you could get eight. Um, but I, I just want to see how it plays out. And I think I got to go over. Can I go over on Nebraska, Minnesota, and Iowa? Is that possible? You could. You won't win all of them, but yeah. you could. Yeah, well, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I like them all. And then, and then, and then get, give me Minnesota, Minnesota okay. to win the West, uh, Ohio State to win the uh, to win the Big Ten. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I can't that's wait awesome. to see who they comes out of the West. I think this is as competitive because you got teams that are going to knock you off at home, you know, and, and the lower to yeah. Illinois is going to. They did it last year. Purdue did it last year. They yeah. beat two of them, you know. So um, it's it'll be great uh, to to see it play out. So that'll do it. Big Ten. What do we got left? Pac twelve. Big twelve. Pac twelve. Big twelve. I got to figure, there's no more divisions in the Pac-12? Yeah, I don't know what, like, if does that happen I, this year or next year? Like, I don't. I don't see how it is. Like, are, are they, cha- like, I, honestly, I, I don't know. Are they changing it? Like, for this I think year, so. The top two teams. Because like, I haven't seen anything to win the divisions. Yeah, then it must be, then it must be for this year. They just kind of, it's kind of like they had the old, like, when the, when we were in the Big 12, like, scrapped the divisions and they still had, like, but you're playing your South opponent North. That must be what it is for this year. Brutal news out of Austin, uh, losing Nair, the receiver. That's brutal, yeah. brutal. But yeah, they do like the talent level there. Uh, it's it'll be interesting to see play out. Um, all right, that'll do it. Have a great time in Vegas, and we will be back next week. We'll stay Pac-12 next week. Maybe we'll just have to do both next week. All right, I think we could do it. I mean, we're getting. I we're ripping we through. Can too. We just eliminate eliminate anything we really don't have a play on because the week after that we go. Right? We'll go. You know what we'll do? We'll we'll sign each <laughs> other four teams from each conference. You get one thought and go. Yeah, and or, or, or we just give our place, or, or we just give our place, and we, and we just say, right. screw the rest. You of got it. it. That's producing for you. Exactly. All right. On the fly. Very good. Fair. Take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs> 